My name is Juan. And I'm Kyle. And you have reached the JK Podcast. Reached is a is a strange word because I don't think you've been searching for this podcast. But let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. Somehow you've stumbled upon us. So it looks uh I hope you guys liked our intro. It was um used with YouTube uh sound effects. A uh, iPhone 7 and a garage, so it's been uh, it's, it's pretty high quality stuff. You know, we'll look back on this and say, "Wow, they uh, they really stepped their game up from this." Yeah, if you're looking <laughs> for the finest analysis and opinions um, from this past week in sports, no better place to look than right here. So thank you for joining us. All right. So, speaking of YouTube, this got me kind of interested now that we had our intro song there. It says, YouTube TV is now available. So, I've, I've seen some of this YouTube TV. I've seen some of the commercials about it. Uh, I think I saw it in the MLB, like, playoffs, a World Series, or, or, or something of that nature, where... You could watch it, they said, on YouTube TV, but is I just still don't know how it works. That's because it doesn't. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? They just have a lot of money, and it's just something to get people talking. It's fake news, Juan. It's fake news. There this is exactly what Trump is talking about. <laughs> this is literally exactly what Trump is talking about. Or marketers, like it's exactly what marketing does, right? You... Yeah, we're talking about YouTube TV right now. This is literally our first topic on our podcast, <laughs> and it doesn't even exist. It, it does, but it does exist. Right? You can watch live sports on on YouTube. What about the cable that I get at home? What's wrong with that? Nothing. I think it's more expensive, though. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. I. This is not a thing. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll circle back. But there's a circle back. there's a big headline here that says why YouTube TV is new but important. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's almost as important as this podcast. So if people are still listening, then uh, they probably they've probably <laughs> taken the time to look into YouTube TV too. Exactly. Exactly. But. Anyways, we're glad you guys are listening to uh, our podcast here is just pretty simple to talk about the previous week, sports in review, some uh, funny jokes here and there, and, and anything else our, our hearts kind of desire to, to chat about. So we'll try to structure it, be patient with us. and We're the everyday casual fan, so we're giving you the opinion. This is America's opinion. Exactly. America, if you had a Spanish guy and a white guy together, this is... This is America. This at is its finest. America at its finest. Yes. Absolutely. So, Kyle, what kind of topics are we, are we talking about today? Well, I think this week is the start of the NFL season. No more popular sport in America, since we are talking about America. So, I feel like that's a good place to start. We've, you know... NFL's kicking off, what, Thursday night, I think? Hall of Fame game? Yeah. So I think we need to talk about what our expectations are for the year, 
um, and what you would like to see. Well, my first thought is who who is in the NFL Hall? Who's going into the NFL Hall of Fame? This uh... I know who's not. <laughs> oh, I think I know who you're talking about. And Tio will not be there. Terrell, Terrell Owens. Is it is. Terrell or Terrell? Is it two R's and two L's? Is that relevant? <laughs> that could, that could be. That could be relevant. I don't know. Um, I say Terrell Owens. Yeah, I I think. Um, it. I will tell you on Dancing with the Stars, they pronounced it Terrell because his dancing partner was Cheryl Burke, and they would say Terrell and Cheryl. Oh. Listen, I. ABC, Disney, they're never wrong. Yeah. You know where you can watch that, though? Dance with the Stars is on YouTube TV without cable. I'm pretty uh, sure you could just watch that on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm pretty sure we're about to be sponsored by YouTube by the end of this. If I could say YouTube a couple more times on this podcast, YouTube TV, shout out. We, You can air our podcast live and... We'd be more than happy to represent YouTube TV. Yeah, any marketing gear or um, sponsorship you would like to give us. We're feeling they won't be touching us with a 10-foot pole after this. (laughs) Yeah. But the Hall of Fame game is is starting Thursday. And if if you had to guess who's playing in it, who would it be? If I had to guess... (laughs) Do you know already who's playing in it? I couldn't tell you. Um, I would say it, I mean, the classic Hall of Fame game, to me, would be the Cardinals and the Bills. Classic? Why? why, why I don't know. Classic? I don't know. <laughs> who, who is I, I couldn't tell you. The Cardinals are an expansion team. I, who is it? You tell me. The, um, the two teams playing on Thursday are the Chicago Bears and Baltimore Ravens. Mm, mm. Those are two... Cl- doesn't get more classic than Joe Flacco versus Mitchell Trubisky. Two teams I could not care less about in this upcoming season battling in a preseason game. I gotta be honest, I don't think I'll be tuning in. Really? I think... I, I'll tune in for the first part of it. Just because it's exciting, right? It's it's popping popping the champagne. Football's back. This is the first weekend. This is gonna be the weekend, and after this, every single weekend we will have football until January. But is it football? Is it? Yes, yes. There's eleven players on each side. They're organized rules. It is that they're. There's a contract, and they're all signed. I, I would say so. There are organized rules in which they still don't even know the rules. And by they, I mean the refs. That's true. Who, who knows the rules better? The replacement refs that we had when the refs went on strike or the real refs? Currently probably, right now. Probably <laughs> the replacement refs. I... I don't know, according to the Eagles and Malcolm Jenkins, they still don't even know the rules for this upcoming season. So, the preseason games, we're playing a bunch of backups that are trying to keep their spot, that won't, with refs that don't even know the rules. This is literally adult co-ed YMCA flag football. That's what it is. And people are going to get hurt. It's going to be terrible. It's the worst. 
Wow. So you don't even want to watch any of it? Not until week three. Week three, we throw in a little starters, you know, that's okay. Let's see. The only thing I like about preseason football is seeing the rookies come in and play. Watch them for a series or two. That's the only thing that's worthwhile to me. Um, it's great. You get all excited about them and then get to watch them crash and burn because they throw them in too early, specifically the quarterbacks. Um, everybody likes a good train wreck, you know? The best thing about the preseason is hard knocks. What if you don't get HBO? Is that on YouTube TV? <laughs> it can be, yes. It is on HBO Go. If it's on YouTube TV, I will definitely watch Hard Knocks. Hard, speaking of, the Cleveland Browns will be featured on Hard Knocks, which I am pretty excited about that. I'm a big fan of, of Hard Knocks. That's one of the reasons I keep HBO around. Right. That and uh, a couple other Silicon Valley ballers. Right. The Rock. Shout out to The Rock. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> I would say that I'm pretty excited about the Cleveland Browns. The um, Baker Mayfield excitement around it is is good. I like Baker Mayfield. I like his uh, pizzazz. He's uh, arrogant, cocky, doesn't really care about others, but is a complete team player. He's just out there to win and put points on the board. And if you don't like him, then sorry, he's just going to try to keep winning. So I, I like the – I'm I'm in. I'm in on the Baker the Baker uh, Mayfield bandwagon. They also got some good wide receivers. Who else did they pick up from the Dolphins? They picked up um, – Landry. Landry. Got Jarvis Landry there. They have uh, – the Florida Gator, Antonio Callaway, I bet he will be a big piece on the hard knocks because he is a rookie, and they usually try to single out rookies quite a bit. Well, no, I mean, I think the, yeah, the three people you brought up are both, or, or excuse me, all three are stand-up role model athletes. I mean, Antonio Callaway never got in trouble at UF, <laughs> never was arrested, never was suspended, stand-up teammate, Jarvis Landry... <laughs> Great guy, you know, leaves Miami, has nothing but just the worst things to say about them. That's somebody you want on your team that'll stand up for you. And Baker Mayfield, there's nothing I love more than a six-foot-tall quarterback that can't see over the offensive line, whose description you gave earlier was literally the exact same as Johnny Manziel when he came out. Johnny's been a huge success. Shout-out to Johnny, just got traded to the worst team in the CFL. He's there to turn them around. So, yeah, no, the future's bright in Cleveland. The good news is, in the last two years, they're 1-31, in 31, I believe. They were 0-16 last year, 1-15 the year before. So the only place they have to go is up. And now they've got the characters on their team to fulfill their mission. You know, they're going to live up to this hype, I think. As I mentioned earlier, there's nothing people love more than a good train wreck, car crash. I, this has just a complete dumpster fire written all over it. It's going to be a mess. The and I can't wait. <laughs> right on. So the one person you did forget was Josh Gordon. He's oh, yeah. I, I, how could I forget he's about a returning, He's a returning uh, Cleveland Brown. The fact that he is still on that team <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about Cleveland. That is mind-boggling. He's been suspended 
three times for drug use, I believe. Once for an entire season. Um, actually, twice for an entire season, correct? I believe so. That's strong. That's, you know, I think that says a lot about that franchise, willing to give people fourth, fifth chances when they just constantly give you the middle finger. <laughs> I mean, what else would you want in a player? There's nothing better than a bunch of diva wide receivers on one team with a rookie quarterback who doesn't have a clue what he's doing. They do have Tyrod Taylor as well as their quarterback. There's going to be some quarterback drama there. Tyrod. I actually like Tyrod Baker. Taylor. I actually I, I think he's a, he's an underrated player. He does a great job. And don't forget about Drew Stanton. Wow. The great Michigan man. Yeah, no. The uh, he's, he was Michigan State, correct? Yeah, you're right, actually. He's Michigan State. He's part of the Kirk Cousins crew and Drew Stanton. And there was somebody else at the same time. There's like three Michigan State quarterbacks that were all starting at the same time. I know it was Kirk Cousins and Drew Stanton and somebody else. But regardless. Well, the I, future is bright in Cleveland is what you're saying. Here's a pop quiz. What college did Josh Gordon go to? What college did Josh Gordon go to? I want to say Miami because of his behavior, but I know that's not right. I just, he fits the bill. Josh Gordon, I'm going to say, give me Appalachian State. Close. He went to two colleges. Oh, shocker. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> so there's a hint <laughs> there. Um, the first college he went to was Baylor University under head yes. coach Art Bryles. Also, a phenomenal stand-up program. They've done really well recently. He um, he was suspended, though. Our brows did suspend him. If you're suspended by our brows, you really <laughs> screwed up. Because they were, what, raping women? And they brushed that under the rug. Allegedly. Did he get Allegedly. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, he was fired over it, but, you know, no big deal. <laughs> Well, he went to uh, Baylor, and then he transferred to the University of Utah. Oh, well, the Fighting Utes. The Fighting Utes. So he went from a rapist college to a Mormon college. He must have really turned it around in Utah. Yeah, he, he sure did. Really turned it around. That's probably where he, you know, allegedly, you know, got secondhand high, you know, and tested positive for his many failed drug tests in the pros. So just looking at Josh Gordon's history, you you know, you, you bring up a lot of good points here. <laughs> Let's start. He was drafted in 2012 and played, had had a good uh, season and so forth. 2013, he was announced that he was suspended for the first two games of the season for substance 2014 season, arrested for driving while impaired. Okay. 2015 was suspended for the whole season due to violating substance abuse again. 2016 applied for reinstatement and was denied because he failed another drug test. <laughs> I was going to say, why and why? 2017 applied for reinstatement, was denied, and then finally November 1st was reinstated on a conditional basis which we remember about last year so 
out of 2000, let's see, five years, uh, his rookie year was the only, rookie year and last year was the only year he didn't get in trouble. It's a good mo- role model for Antonio Callaway. Well, I don't know if you saw, Josh Gordon is training at the University of Florida. Well, perfect. <laughs> well, they haven't had any issues recently. There were videos of him working on uh, <clears throat> wide receiver routes with Felipe Franks thrown to him. So he's going to be pretty... So we have a we have a guy who has not essentially played a legitimate season since his rookie year, working out at a college, and is, from all accounts, going to be one of the top receivers for Cleveland, correct? Yeah. We have a guy that they drafted that has been nothing but trouble at the University of Florida. People are apparently excited about. We have Jarvis Landry coming up from Miami, Again, just a wonderful area of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Never any drug issues down there. <clears throat> this should be great. It should work out really, really well. These are the guys you want to surround your number one overall pick with. These are the types of people. At least they have their cornerstone of their franchise protecting that quarterback, Joe Thomas. Oh, wait, he's gone. This is going to be so good. I cannot wait. <laughs> You should definitely tune in to Hard Knocks. <laughs> in fact, we're we're going to replay Hard Knocks every week, and we'll uh, we'll give you a synopsis. I'm looking forward to it. Hard Knocks. I'm looking if forward to it. If you guys tune in a little bit more, we may be able to. We're going to start a GoFundMe account for for Kyle, so he can get HBO. <laughs> Pay for HBO. <laughs> HBO Go, ten or fifteen dollars a month during the season, so he can watch Hard Knocks. I'm in. Can, I'm in. GoFundMe. We can do this. Can you put GoFundMe on YouTube TV? Yeah, absolutely. There's YouTube creators make about close to six, I mean, definitely six figures. I was going to say, you can make close to half a million or a million dollars just creating good content out there. You know, I've got to think YouTube TV is probably the reason why Jacksonville... Jaguars fans don't show up to the game. Why their stadium is always half empty. Now it's making sense. They were on a YouTube TV way before I was. They knew about this before they started advertising. That would explain the empty stadium. Yeah, that could. Not the pool. Not that it's so hot and then they have a pool and the... uh, It was nice. It's pretty expensive Oh. And you know it's a it's a beach town, it's a college town. Those people don't have money in ja- in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not a college town. <laughs> it's, it's not a college town. Why not? Why isn't it? Let's be honest. The the colleges that's not a college town. No, absolutely not. They have like five colleges there. Yeah, and the total student population was probably the size of one of the dorms at University of Florida. It's not a college town. It's, it has a college feel to it because it's a party town, right? It, a college town and things are relatively... Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a party town? Jacksonville? If you have a beach, you're a party town. 
All right. The beach is, yeah, but I feel like that's a different world than Jacksonville. But those are the people going to the game. These are the, the Jacksonville Jaguars' faithful supporters. Are the beach wearing, never wear sleeves, they're, wear, they're riding their bikes around everywhere or hoverboards or skateboards right. around. And they're all of a, they don't know what a touchdown is or how many points a field goal is, but they're going to show up to the game and root and yell, Duval! Yeah, no, I, you're, that could not sum up Jacksonville fans any better. I, I have nothing left to say. <laughs> they're diehard. And then the rest of Jacksonville is just a poor side that's not by the beach, that they're all killing each other and taking money and stealing from each other, and they want to go to the games because they said, hey, one of us made it, and I'm going to go to support them. I hope nobody in Jacksonville listens to this. <laughs> Jacksonville, we love you, big fans. <laughs> Except of the Jaguars. Ooh, the, the London Jaguars. London Jaguars, that's right. That Which I believe it, it's it got to happen in our lifetime that a team will go to London before we die. The London Ligers? Yeah, for sure. They, I, I would say it will happen in the next... 10 years, 10 being on the high end, there's no reason. Um, I, I think you have to expand globally, expand to different markets. Yeah, it's going to be tough to fill those stadiums, but I think I think it'll be interesting to see a team that is not in the U.S. I think you see it on a smaller scale. You know, with college football, you look at, you know, these conferences expanding. You know, SEC went to Missouri and to Texas – um, Missouri isn't necessarily a powerhouse school, but you expand to a larger market in St. Louis. You pick up that market. The Big Ten went out and got Maryland and Rutgers. Rutgers, I mean, miserable program. But now you got the New York, New Jersey market. You have the Maryland, the D.C. market. So you see it regionally. There, I, I think people are starting to figure out from a TV revenue generating stream, there's no reason not to. NFL... You have to constantly look to expand your product, especially when, uh, you know, it's still a massive TV audience, but it's declining for multiple reasons. Um, you know, if this anthem thing keeps happening, less and less people are going to watch. London, they don't care about that. Mexico City, they don't care about it. Right? No, they're, they're stabbing people in Mexico City. On the reg. Yeah. Like Jacksonville. So really, really it's Jacksonville. It's the perfect market. It's the perfect market. Jacksonville can move many different places. Now, now I'm actually kind of more excited about the NFL season that we talked about. I'm really excited about the Cleveland Browns now and all their story. Uh, if I had to go, there's a guy at work that's a big Giants fan. You know, New York football Giants. We always kind of chit chat about football and talk about divisions. And for some reason, I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win that division. <laughs> and I don't have any hunch. I don't, I don't know the stats. I haven't looked up anything. But the NFC East, I, I do know that it seems that there's a new team every single year who wins the division. I think if we go back, you have the Giants. They win the division, beat the Patriots. Then one of the next years, the Cowboys were – actually – 
the, I think the year that the Giants won the Super Bowl and beat the the first time that they beat the Patriots, the Cowboys were under the Wade Phillips days, Cowboy Wade, and they had I think a 12 and two season. Oh, not 12. You can't have a 12 and two season. 13 and three season. They, they were great. They had first round by everything, and the Giants just beat them right away. Um, the next year. You know, recently you have the Philadelphia Eagles. You had the Redskins with RG3 that came in and and won the division um, for a while as well. So I I see a lot of rotation there in that division. And I just, with the Eagles being really good, the Eagles have won the division every now and then because during the um, Chip Kelly years. You know, they won the division, and then the Giants won again, and then the Cowboys would win, but they would never, you know, none of the teams would win the the Super Bowl besides the Giants, or now now the Eagles. So, if I look around, you got Alex Smith at the Redskins. Is he going to be a, a difference maker? You have Nick Foles, or I guess Carson Wentz coming back. I don't, I don't see a repeat there. In the NFL, it's so tough to repeat especially when you don't hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. Um, way to go, Seahawks. And, Shut off you, Carol. <laughs> and then if you take those that team out, you take the Redskins and Eagles out, you got Giants and Cowboys. Now, Giants do have Saquon Barkley. It's a big, big deal, but did they get any offensive linemen? I don't, I don't know. Eli, Eli could be really good if he has protection, but their offensive line has just been horrible. They got rid of JPP as well. So I just feel that it's it's weird enough that when NFL teams get rid of a superstar like Des Bryant, they, they do better. And that that's that's my pick. I think the Cowboys win the division. I don't know what they do after that, but I feel like that's their year. I like that pick. I don't I think the Redskins I think the Giants are gonna be garbage. Um there's only so much a running back can do for you. Um, Redskins, I feel like just six and one, half dozen and another with the quarterback situation. I don't know if they necessarily got better. The Eagles are going to be great. They're going to be good. Um, but I like Dallas. I think if they stay healthy, they'll be good. I'm with you. I think um, sometimes addition by subtraction is a good thing. And um, you know, we were joking around about the Browns earlier, but you know, you get those diva receivers out of your locker room, that, that can make a big difference. So, at Dak will take a step forward. You still have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, their, their defense is going to be good. Um, they got some better DBs. I like that pick. I like the Cowboys. Of course. That's why I picked them. Right. Which which is reminds me of any time that I picked the Cowboys was the time that I lost a $100 bet to, to who? Kyle. <laughs> But I don't think we paid out $100. Let's remind everybody what we were paid out then. We made a bet on the Cowboys winning the division. Or winning now. I think they had they were already behind. The Giants were a clear-cut favorite of winning the division. And the Cowboys were not even going to make the playoffs at this point. And I made a bold statement around a campfire, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend. Having a lot of drinks, just, you know, circle of trust. And I bet that the Cowboys would make the playoffs. They'd, they'd be a wild card. And Kyle was adamantly against that. Adamantly. 
and said, there's not a chance. So I said, put, put your money where your mouth is, right? We ended up betting $100. Then we're like, okay. So we kind of started chatting a little bit, more drinks. And then we had a $100 bet in buffets. All you can eat buffets. All you can eat buffets. For instance, Pizza Hut buffet, Golden Corral. Pizza Hut buffet again. Any, any kind of sushi buffet, Chinese buffet, any of these that you can imagine. The payout had to be through the buffet. Correct. I think we made it to four of them before we decided that. It was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. I was actually upset that I won. Um, <laughs> I immediately regretted it. And we'll never do it again. Exactly. Speaking of never doing things again... College football, betting. I'm just kidding. I will always bet on college football. <laughs> but you know Joe Burrow? You know who that is? I don't know Joe Burrow. Joe, let me tell you about Joe Burrow. Who's Joe Burrow? He is a quarterback that transferred from Ohio State, the Ohio State, yeah. to LSU and can play right away. Um, talented guy, real talented, but like everybody else knows, like Georgia does and all good schools does, they just have five-star over five-star. He played a couple times, but he um, wanted to go somewhere else. I think that he's, LSU is always a good quarterback away from being a good team. Now, is Ed Orgeron going to get in, in the way of the team? Is he a good coach? That that remains to be seen. But he can definitely motivate the team. He can get them playing hard. But I think that Joe Burrow might be, like you are saying, he might be able to, to save them. I have a name for you. Okay. Farmer Fran <laughs> from Waterboy. If anybody's seen Waterboy <laughs> and has seen the coach, Farmer Fran, that you can't understand, that is Ed Orgeron. Nobody takes that guy seriously. He's an absolute joke. Although, while fitting to be in the Bayou and in Baton Rouge, there is absolutely no way this guy is successful at LSU. Talk about delusional fans. LSU has delusional fans. They're just delusional in general. Those crazy Cajuns don't know what they're talking about. He's insane. I can't understand anything he's saying. No. No. Farmer Fran will not be successful. <laughs> Farmer Fran. Man, God, football's good. Go, go, go Tigers. No. I don't think he even, even opens his mouth when he when he talks. But you, you know Orgeron coaches in overalls. He has to. <laughs> he is, like like the Barstool guys say, he, he's a football guy. though. He That's all he knows. He's just football guy. Well, so is Muschamp. Okay. <laughs> So there's a lot of football. I think I think Ed might be more of a football guy than Muschamp. Like if if Ed Orgeron lost all his money, he's still gonna be in the Pee Wee fields. I'm like, hey, hello, hello, go Tigers. Right, on. right. That's not, I don't feel like that's a good thing. <laughs> that is not a good thing. The fact that you lose all your money and you gotta resort to coaching Pee Wee football. Nothing against coaching Pee Wee football, but not as your, you know fallback in life. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I think he'll be... 
I'm just saying LSU. Watch them. Watch out for them. They could be a sneaky team. LSU and awesome. FSU. The U's. The U's. Not Here we Miami, come. Though. I'm not gonna go. But as a as a fallback, I do think that um, golf. Falling back. What about Tiger? What about Tiger? Tiger is uh is falling back. I think he's 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 doing pretty good. He's he's making progress. I don't see him ever getting back to the way he was. But God, it's exciting watching him play. It's definitely more fun to see Tiger in there. Um, he'll never be back to where he was before. I don't think he can be. I don't think his health will allow him to be. But um, if he is in it, if he is in contention, I mean, if he's making the cut, I'm watching. He he is golf. I mean, he he is why the casual everyday fan tunes in. I love it. I will always watch the tournaments. Um, I love all the young guys on tour right now. I love their dynamic. But there's just something about Tiger. Watching him play is mesmerizing. Um, I I hope he can get back and win a few tournaments. Um, I don't think he will win multiple majors. Um, I would love to see him win one. I'd love to see him win again in Augusta. I'd love to see him on the Ryder Cup team. But whose back is going to collapse like Tiger's? on the tour you know Tiger had back problems who is the next guy that's going to have back problems DJ has to has to really he's way too dynamic Um, he may or may not use steroids (laughs) it wouldn't be shocking I mean let's be honest Tiger probably used some sort of performance enhancers he did he got arrested for using, like, well, how many pills he had. Yeah, I mean, that was, yes. I, listen, it, I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, these guys, I I love DJ. I love watching him play. He's he's not as charismatic as Tiger on the course, but the way he hits a golf ball is stunning. Um, I don't know how long you can play like that when you're, now granted, DJ doesn't play a ton of tournaments, but... That's a lot of golf, and that much torque on your body, I feel like it can only last so long. I just, I can't imagine. My, my bet is going to be Fred Couples again on the CD tour. <laughs> oh, Freddie. Fred is just going to hurt his back. Man. We all love Freddie. Again, and, and it's going to be awesome. I just love it. But the golf is going to be a great... It's going to be pretty good coming up, but it's just disappointing that there's no Tigers anymore. So speaking of the the best golfers, like we were talking about, I think the WGC is up this weekend, and Tiger did make the tournament, and it's the best golfers in the world. That's why it's called the World Golf Championship. Very Kyle, original. who are your uh, who are your top golfers in the world right now? Well, I think the first one's pretty easy. I've got Dustin Johnson, top ranked player in the world. He has three wins this year. One this past weekend in Canada. 
he is as powerful of a golfer as I've ever seen. Um, he can just completely overpower courses. I do think other than Tiger, and I'm not putting him at the Tiger level, but he's as intimidating of a player as there has been. I think just because of his physical stature, the way he hits the ball, I do think that there is a little bit of intimidation for him. And let's be honest, when you've got Wee Kim going up next to him in one of the final groups, I come on. There's no way we Kim is going to be able to compete with DJ. There is an intimidation factor. <laughs> I mean, truthfully. Here's my here's my argument of, of Dustin Johnson, and that's not an argument because I think he's one of the best players in the world. But when you said his uh, he's one of the most intimidating players, like like Tiger, just the way he hits it in his stature, I would say that's about it. That's the only thing he's intimidating. It's not really his presence, because there's not a lot up there in, in the brain of of, of DJ. No, no, there, there, there's nothing going on up there. And, but that's why I love him, because I he he doesn't care. He just moseys on about. I think he's a little more competitive than what people get him credit for. I think he's a competitive guy. Um, but I think in golf, because it is such a mental game, I do think it's intimidating when you get somebody who can get up there, you stripe a drive down the middle, he gets up there and blasts it by 50 yards without even trying. I think that there's a huge mental edge to that, and he is the best ball striker on tour. Again, not a lot going on upstairs. He's not a great putter. Putting is very mental. He's not a fantastic putter. But he puts the ball where it needs to be. He hits it a mile. He's throwing darts at the green. I think he has a huge mental edge over everybody on tour right now. When he's playing no, as well as he is. not mental. I, I do. Mental. I believe that. Once he opens his mouth and starts talking with them, he is, everybody realizes, like, wow. He's just been gifted great abilities in golf. That's it. They're like, And yet you like Ed Ordron at LSU. Farmer <laughs> Fran. <laughs> I didn't now say you're just I, contradicting yourself. I didn't say I liked him. I just you like him enough to pick LSU as a as a good team. No, I think that the quarterback Joe Burrow is going to be able to erase Ed Orgeron. Okay, just just like Tiger, not Tiger. Excuse me. Dustin Johnson's skills are able to overcome his stupidity. Listen, but go back to. The best golfer is Dustin. I agree, he's the best golfer. But what are you using as? He won a lot of he won a lot of tournaments. Yeah, he, he's won I think every year in the PGA Tour since maybe 2010, I think. And I, and actually, I remember since 2018. The, or excuse me, since 2008, Dustin Johnson is now the he's won more tournaments than any other golfer, including Tiger. He just surpassed Tiger. So for the past 10 years, he has been the most successful golfer on tour. He has not won the most majors, but he has won the most tournaments. And I think when he is on, he is unstoppable. There's been a few majors that he let slip away. Um, just really mental breakdowns, not a shocker. <laughs> I know, but just complete mental breakdowns. I, I believe... He is the best golfer in the world right now. When we're talking about the best golfers in the world, I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about 2018, 
what have you done lately? I'm not talking about a full body of work, even though we did just talk about his last 10 years. I'm talking about right now, who's the best? He won last week. He's won three times this year. And he hasn't played a ton of tournaments. He hasn't played as much as the other guys. And he's still winning. So I, I think he fits that bill. He's my number one golfer. Okay. So with that being said, talking about the hottest ones right now, it's pretty hard to pick against Molinari. Old Francesco, the Italian wonder. My, my guy. The Italian dreamboat. That body. Big. He is the antithesis of DJ from a physical stature. <laughs> but last three tournaments, two wins in a second place, and one of the wins coming in the British Open. I, pretty hard to argue against him not being in my top five right now. Uh, he's hot. I agree he's hot. But, see, I'm getting stuck around the axle of the best golf golfers right now right world. now right now the question is who are the top five golfers in the world right now how can you pick against the guy who just won the British Open he's his last three starts two wins one in America one overseas and the second place overseas too with a stacked field I would think that when I don't look at stats and I look at who the best golfers right now one of the guys that comes to mind is Justin Rose now he's won he's won once this year on the tour. He might have won. He's won twice. twice. Uh, yeah, twice. so he's won twice this year on tour, and he has been up there on every single tournament. I mean, if it's not top five or ten, he's making cuts. He's making cuts and he's contending. Um, the U.S. Open, he was he was in there right in the thick until the last day and kind of kind of blew up the. Open or the the UK British Open was was the same way. He he was he was in there in, in contention and he's won a couple of the the smaller tournaments. Won the Fort Worth in, Invitational. So I, I like Justin Rose. I think he has a good game. He's solid. He's always competitive. Good iron game. Puts well. I I, I like him. He he's number five on my list. He's squirrely. Uh, you, it took me a long time to warm up to the squirrely old Brit, but you said a word that I couldn't agree with more and that he's solid. He's always solid. He's number two in the World Golf Rankings. He's number three in the FedEx Cup. He's got two wins. He's got a great all-around game. Um, he needs to work on his sunglasses game. Let's improve that. Let's I like improve those. It. Let's, I, in, let's work on it. He's too slender for the lenses that he's wearing. We can work on it, but I think once he gets his sunglasses game to a peak performance, then his game will really take off. <laughs> what do you, what do you want? I think his sunglasses are fantastic. I think I would I want his sunglasses just for everyday life. Maybe I don't want them for playing golf, but I, I appreciate the the balls it takes to wear those and just say, you know what? I don't care. This is what I'm playing playing golf in. No. <laughs> You're wrong. He's a Brit with horrible fashion sense. But he does have good teeth for being a Brit. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's not a fashion thing. That's just, <laughs> let's just have basic good hygiene, okay? Let's straighten him out, all right? Let's brush once in a while. You know, that's fine. That's well, brushing your teeth makes your street, your teeth straight. No, clean. They're not yellow. Not, you know. Listen, just improve your sunglasses, J-Rose. Your game will come a long way. 
So, speaking of Brits and Englishmen, I threw Fleetwood into mine. Oh, Tommy man. Fleets, man, he has been on fire. He uh, he is always there at the end, especially in the majors. He is just he's always around. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, he's not one of the highest ranked players, um, both from a FedEx Cup perspective and a golf. Uh, world golf rankings perspective, but if I'm picking a top five right now, a, a team to put together, he is in my top five. Yeah, he's been a guy that's been on a lot of people's fantasy teams for majors. I know when we did our our fantasy draft and you pick five players who you think are going to all make the cut or do well. He, he's definitely on there. He, he's a guy that just seems to show up day in and day out from there. You know, the typical slogans. Jim Rat hits a lot of balls all the time. Good handshake, looks you in the eye. Good handshake, looks you in the eye. <laughs> definitely likes to um, play rock and roll on the side. I think, I think he looks like the lead singer of Kings of Leon to me. That's, that's who Thomas Lee looks like. So... Hair or no hair? What do you think you should do? It? Keep it? Shave it? Absolutely keep it. I think he, I think so, it's yeah. a good marketing tool for him. I, I would, I mean, he's playing well with the hair. Why, why would he? Why Listen, would I agree. It? I agree. I think you keep it. Let those locks ride, man. Yeah. Let them ride. But locks, I would, I would you mean, I don't know why I thought of locks with this. I think of crying. But somebody who has won, I think it's been three times on tour this year, Bubba. He runs out my top five. I'm glad you bring him up. You gotta take wins into account when you're talking about the best golfers in the world right now. Three wins this year. I mean, he's a head case. You never know what you're gonna get. But listen, three wins, that's hard to argue against. That's strong. Yeah, he he's it seems like he just collapses on other tournaments and in some tournaments he just he's all in or all out. I I think some of it's probably mental because he is a little bit of a head case. And well, there's he, no little bit about it. <laughs> he is he, he is a head case from it, but when he when he's on, he is he's as good as anybody anybody else. And you're like, watch out for this guy. And then for three state tournaments, he doesn't make a cut, and it's just screaming at every fan and telling them that they're horrible. I want him on my team, and I'm hoping and praying that he's on at the time. Because to your point, if he is, he's a, I, I feel like he's an intimidator on a completely different set of standards. Like he's the, he's the kid in the classroom that he, if you said something wrong, they cut you. You just, you didn't really know. Um, you wanted to be friends with them, not because you enjoyed hanging out with them, but because you, you know, didn't want to, you know, fall asleep and you wake up and your kidney's gone. But I feel like that's Bubba. He's from Baghdad, Florida. There's there's two great people from Baghdad, Florida. Bubba Watson. Boo Weekly. And Boo Weekly. Right, listen, the, <laughs> Baghdad, it's, yeah. I, I can't say I've ever been to Baghdad. I couldn't even point it out. I don't think I've ever been I know, it's Panhandle. <laughs> Panhandle Nation. It's a different world up there, let's be honest. I will, Boo Weekly had one of the best quotes and this is allegedly, I've never looked it up for, for confirmation that said, 
he was that doing really good at St. Andrews, and they interviewed him right after, and he goes, you know, how do you feel about, you know, coming to St. Andrews and just shooting really well and having a, a great score, you know, at the home of home of golf? And he said, you know, he had a dip in his mouth, and he says, you know, I always thought Baghdad was the home of golf, but this place is pretty nice. <laughs> he's... He's a he's a solid guy. That, that boo weekly. That boo. That How boo. come if if uh, you don't mind, I have a question for you about your top five. So hold on, recap. DJ, Francesco, Tommy Fleets, Bubba, and Jay Rose. Okay, I, I like all those guys. I didn't hear a Jordan Spieth. That's correct. You didn't. Did well, why? You didn't. Um, Does he whines too much? No, I'm a Speed fan. I like Speed. I think he actually carries himself well. Um, I like how he plays. I I just we're talking about the top five golfers in the world right now. I think Speed's a little bit in his head. Speed used to be the best putter on tour, and that wasn't even debatable. That was across the board. Everybody agreed, and he doesn't hold that title anymore. Um, if you know, if he's not putting as well as he has been, I just think there are other golfers in the world that are better at this time. Top ten, absolutely. Top five, no. Yeah, he's a little bit of a, a whiny face, and I, I don't think his putting or his game has been as accurate. He's had the moments of brilliance every now and then, but he just hasn't been able to put all the rounds, four good rounds, to, together for that. But when he said he was the best putter in the world. He was, but I also thought Jason Day was the best putter in the world for a while. And statistically, he was. Yeah. One year, Jason Day. He's got vertigo. He just walks down the street and falls over. You, you just, you can't trust a guy with vertigo. His, his wife gets run over by LeBron James. It's, it's a tough world for him. Yeah. Come on, man. I just, no. But he's fallen off the mat. He was such. I felt like he was the guy that he could drive it 350 yards all the time, was the best putter in the world, you know, he grew up loving Tiger and that was his hero and trying to be just like him on the golf course that is. And he's just kind of faded away, you haven't really seen much of him. You know that scene in Caddyshack where Chevy Chase is playing poorly and just hits a drive and then falls over? I feel like that's what's going to happen to J-Day at one round, he's just going to hit a shot and fall over. I just since what what tournament was it when he was walking down the fairway and just couldn't make it off? Was it the U.S. Open or it was that a big was, tournament? That was the U.S. Open um, in Washington when DJ blew. Was that in Chambers Bay? Chambers Bay, the great DJ mm-hmm. collapse. Yeah, that's um, yeah, I don't know, man. That just that weirds me out. He's weird. I don't know. And I listen. I like DJ. I was a huge or uh, excuse me, J Day fan, but uh. I don't know. I, I just don't trust people with vertigo. That's a rule I live by. I'm gonna write that down, kids. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody with vertigo, so that's that's probably. Yes, you do. <laughs> Jason Day. Personally, I don't know Jason. Yeah, Day because you, uh, you, I trust your judgment. You surround yourself <laughs> with winners. You don't surround yourself with a bunch of weirdos. Thing of fast round. Of what? Fast round. Oh, fast round. Yes. Yeah. So before we end the week, we're going to do a lightning round. Major news stories, and by major, we mean things that have occurred in the past week that 
we didn't get to necessarily cover throughout our topics today, but we're going to cover briefly. We're going to go run through it quickly. Um, Juan, favorite baseball Hall of Fame inductee? Charles Barkley. Oh, wait, he's not <laughs> in the baseball We've got Hall Chooper of Jones, Trevor Hoffman, Vladimir Guerrero, Jack Morris. Derek Jeter's not in it yet, so he's going to be my favorite one. Favorite Hall of Fame inductee from this past week's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. For the NFL? For the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Juan apparently missed this. What? There was no MLB Hall of Fame I just induction. named four of the ones inducted. Oh, my God. There was an MLB Hall of See? That's the answer I was looking for, Juan. <laughs> that is perfect. That's all I needed. Okay, check. Next one. One. Ryan Lochte is blank. Fill in the blank. Idiot. Why? Well, he got suspended again recently because of... And he's not going to be able to compete, if what I remember correctly, in these world championships or... Uh, summer games or there's some some kind of swimming he's just been in for a the year. Olympics yeah Olympics and I just thought you know I I saw that headline I saw that it was trending on Twitter I, I went to Twitter I looked at it and I said oh my god I, I just started looking at all his pictures and I said he could not be more of a douche in real life I can't believe he's part of the University of Florida he was had pictures of him training with his coach and I just thought, like, he is, he's just completely fake 100% of his life. It's its horrible, it's disgusting, but I can't stop watching. So it's like a Kardashian. That's what he is. He is a male Kardashian. He's a disgrace to the University of Florida and to mankind. Yes, I agree. <clears throat> so, Juan, this week, Sean Newcomb, who I know you follow baseball so closely, you'll know exactly who Sean Newcomb is, but it's irrelevant. Sean Newcomb was throwing a no-hitter into the bottom of the ninth with two outs. It was broken up with two outs left in the ninth. Jerk move or a good move by the hitter? Good move. You're, it's always great to break up a no-hitter. Feel great. Now, you're never going to be remembered, right? It's like, oh, this is the guy. Edgar Renteria broke up the no-hitter. Two, two outs left in the ninth. There's two strikes. No men on base. You're down 4 nothing, And you're breaking up a no-hitter. You're breaking up a piece of history. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like the... That's the guy that everybody's picking up things at the end of the day after a party. And we're all like, you know what? There's still some stuff over there, but don't worry about it. Like, we'll, we'll get that tomorrow. We don't... We don't have to do all the cleanup stuff today, right? But then there's this one guy that says, no, we're going to get it all done today and go the extra mile. And he's washing the dish and drops it and breaks it on the kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. That's exactly <laughs> what he is, right? I have a lightning round for you. Go. Baker Mayfield having an RV at camp. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care <laughs> play football an RV you just made millions of dollars getting drafted buy a freaking condo where you're going rent a house do VRBO Airbnb what are the kids doing nowadays do it what about if I told you that he is keeping his RV access limited 
to the not only are maybe some of the players not allowed to go in there, it's not the media and hard knocks will not be able to. You know why the media isn't allowed in there? Because Josh Gordon is allowed in there. Because Jarvis Landry is allowed in there. Because Antonio Callaway is allowed in there. If they go in there, Baker Mayfield will be suspended for a year, from what they say. Most most likely. But I cannot wait. I've really talked myself up into watching Hard Knocks this year. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. One, should the NFL revoke T.O.'s Hall of Fame jacket? No. Absolutely not. He deserved it. He has great stats. Sorry that he changed the system and wanted to go. I, I still think he's doing a great thing by going to his college. That was a crappy college. Went there, Eastern, Middle Tennessee State or Eastern Tennessee, wherever he went to, and he's going to do it there. It's similar to LeBron going to the Boys and Girls Club and now seeing that he's going to Miami. Yes, he's probably pissing off some people, but... You know, I'm going to side with T.O. here that he's doing a good thing. He's giving back to the people that have been there for him. And he's saying, I'm, I'm going to do something different. Why couldn't you do it after the ceremony? Because it's his day. Well, it's not his day because <laughs> he's not showing up. What, what does he owe to all those other players? Listen, I, I think it's blown out of proportion. I don't think. I think people... here. The, the problem is, is writers vote for the Hall of Fame, and so then the writers then freak out when the, the player that they voted to get in isn't showing up to their event. That's what it comes down to. Ego. I, it, but at the same time, show up to the damn event. Just show up. All right? You're, you're enshrined into a fraternity that very few are offered the chance to get in. Just show up. For a couple hours and then go back to your university and do whatever the hell you want. Do you agree that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's incredible. He was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Idiot, but amazing. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. Yes. Mullen's impact at the University of Florida. What is it? Hold on. Your, your choice is our. Urban Meyer, Will Muschamp, or McIlwain? Which will he be more similar to? Oh my gosh. Meyer, Muschamp, or McIlwain? Meyer's so high that like you can't go there. McIlwain was so horrible, but so was so it really comes down to is the McIlwain or Muschamp. And my first thought, rapid fire was Muschamp because. Muschamp was decent. We were Florida was a couple games away at USC loss from going to the national championship in 2012 to play Alabama, well, Alabama or no, instead of going to you know going to Notre Dame. He had solid teams, could recruit well, and was comp. I won't say he was competent on one side of the ball. I do feel that Mullen will be competent on both sides of the ball. One ball will be more competent than the other. But McIlwain was just a disaster on both sides. So I'm going to go with more must-champ. I agree. I think it's more must-champ. But really, looking back, they were both horrible. None of them had were competent on each side. McIlwain had, was competent on the defensive side because of must-champ's players. Must-champ was very competent on defense. 
Macklin was not competent at all in any side from what he did. Agreed. Last question I have for you. Bigger deal. Cristiano Ronaldo, Portuguese soccer star, has to pay about $22 million in back taxes and fines as part of a settlement with the Spanish tax authorities lying about his taxes. That or Mark Zuckerberg losing $15 billion. What is a bigger deal this week? I'm going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Because, yeah, Zuckerberg lost $15 billion, Facebook stock went down, big deal. He is still, like, top five richest person in the world after losing $15 billion, okay? Still top five richest person. Can we just say that again? That is incredible. That is not that big of a deal for Zuckerberg. He lives... In where Indonesia or Taiwan or, or somewhere else so he doesn't pay any taxes at all. I think Cristiano Ronaldo should learn from him and have his citizenship being one of those random ass places so that he won't have to pay taxes to Spain. He is moving to Italia to play for Juventus so I don't know if they pay taxes there or if they just I don't know, join the Roman army or I don't something. even know if he's going to pay the fee. Like, what are they going to do if he doesn't pay the fee anyways? Probably go to prison. No, they're not going to convert. He'll have bail easily. Listen, $22 million in Spain, I feel like that's a decent amount. Didn't, wasn't Spain close to going bankrupt? I mean, come on, they could use the money. Yeah. I think Cristiano Ronaldo got the bigger hit. He's probably a lot more pissed than, than Zuckerberg was. Either way, that hurts badly yeah well i think that's uh that's all the time we got uh for this week let us know what you guys think hit that like button on itunes or wherever we're gonna upload this it might not ever on youtube tv youtube tv you might not ever hear this podcast anyway so if you stuck around this long congratulations thank you for joining us we appreciate your time yeah so we will be excited about what we're gonna do um with this podcast going forward, we're going to try to limit our um, our talking. Maybe it'll be longer next time, or maybe it'll be more. Who knows? We will uh, we'll let you know when this happens. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.